0: Welcome to the Passion Points Radio Show with your host, Ronald Kern. He's the founder of many successful companies, a sought-after speaker, life and business consultant, magazine columnist, and author of Passion in Action. Tune in and explore relevant and pertinent opportunities that can help you with both personal and professional development. 30 minutes of Passion Points starts now. Here's your host, Ronald Kern.
1: Welcome, everybody. We are excited uh, to share some exciting things with you uh, and glad that you tuned in to our show. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to help you make some positive change and hopefully be an impact in your personal professional life. My co-host Lisa is not here, but we do have a special guest, and we're going to get to Kimberly Glenn in just a moment. We want to thank you guys for listening to our show, and I want to let you guys also know that when you sign up for our newsletter and become part of the Passion Points community, you will receive five steps to find your passion, which I wrote specifically for you, the listeners. So you can find out all of that at mypassionandaction.com. It takes a whopping three seconds to do, so go ahead and do that. You can also learn about my book, Passion and Action. Check out our blog, insight, information. Just go there. You'll You'll have a good time. Alright, so today's guest is Kimberly Glenn. How are you? I'm
0: doing great. Thank you.
1: Well, you know, clearly you don't have a face for radio. Um, <laughs> I do, and and hence I'm here. So you tell me a little bit about yourself. You are Miss Everything and Mrs. Pageant winner for the world and on national TV, and uh, you're just the real deal.
0: <laughs> well, thanks. I don't know if that's a, a title that I hold, but... Uh, Yeah, I am currently Mrs. Eagle Hills, competing in the Mrs. Idaho America pageant, coming up this October. My sister is currently Mrs. Idaho, so we're gonna have a fun weekend, just the girls
1: and. So what is there any? All right, so when you guys were growing up, was there like uh, competition between you, especially now at this level? How does that work out?
0: (laughs) Well, I've always been a tomboy, and she's always been a girly girl, so we really didn't compete. I was competing with my brother in wakeboarding and karate and other areas playing poker, that area, that kind of thing, <laughs> nice. but my sister was always into pageants. Uh, she did get me started with pageants when I was 15, and it is like a bug. They say it's a, there's a pageant bug, and I, I believe it, because as soon as I did one, I was hooked. Wow. But then we started competing. We competed in Miss Idaho America in 2001 together, and she won, and then two years ago, we competed in Mrs. Idaho America uh, together and I got second place, and she made the top 15. Wow. And then last year she beat me. She won Mrs. Idaho, and I was in the top five. Wow. Yeah, so we go back and forth.
1: So she is currently uh, holding a title that you're going to be
0: vying for it. Vying yeah. for,
1: and that is Mrs. Idaho
0: America. America.
1: And you're doing that October of 2000, this year? 16. This yeah, year. So it'll be Saturday,
0: wow. October 29th of this year at uh, Capitol High School.
1: Wow, so let me ask you this, because I've always wanted to know, and, and, and I've you know met several people um, that are in this kind of uh, environment. Is it really um, as cutthroat or um, stereotyped correctly?
0: It's really not. Um, there are very few times where you run across those girls that are the pageant girl especially in this program. These women are just absolutely amazing. They're all out in their community mm. volunteering. They're women of Idaho, mothers of Idaho, wives of Idaho that are out and just doing po- really positive things.
1: Mm. Okay. <laughs> so when you're not, when you're not posing and, and winning things, um, you you say you're to, you, you were you were or are a tomboy? I assume you still
0: are. I still am. Yeah.
1: What um, what have you done that others might have seen you on uh, on the national scale?
0: Well, I was in on Fear Factor in 2004, and that was harder than I expected it to be. I'm one of those girls that never turns down a dare as long as it's safe, and uh, that was. Probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done.
1: So you were on a team of all women. It
0: was all women. We were all against each other, so we weren't on a team. We were all against oh, each other, ag- oh. trying to win the fifty thousand dollars.
1: And how many were you competing against?
0: All, all five other girls. Five. And others. yeah, I made it through the first two rounds. The second round, we were covered in a covered in bugs in a body bag with our hands chained up. Oh. And
1: that sounds fun.
0: Then pushed into a morgue door. Closed in the dark. I, at the time, I was afraid of the dark and um, very claustrophobic. I'm not afraid of bugs at all, so that helped quite a bit. But uh, I was able to complete the task. I was just four minutes too slow, or four seconds too slow.
1: Four seconds. Yeah. Wow. I I don't think uh, I would be anywhere near that many bugs, and let alone I'm very claustrophobic. So that
0: was the hardest part. for I me. I get
1: kind of antsy just hearing you hearing you talk about it. <laughs> So, uh, married? Married, going on 11 years. 11 years, Mm -hmm. and how many children do you have?
0: I've got two boys, Liam and Leo.
1: Liam and Leo, and how old are they?
0: Liam is five, and Leo is two. Wow, so you Mm -hmm. have your hands full. I absolutely do. So does my husband. Yeah, well... (laughs) Because I work full-time, he's working and taking care of boys. Oh my gosh.
1: Well, enjoy those years, because... As I'm sure many of our listeners will attest, it flies by um, too fast. The, very, very really fast. Too fast. All right. So you're you're doing your thing, you're minding your own business, and you had a uh, a vision or or an experience happen to you with writing books. So. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, and then also tell me um, about the series and the characters and anything else that you want to share.
0: All right. So I was writing books about my sons, Liam and Leo. I was writing Liam and Leo adventure stories to share with them and looking into getting them published. But it wasn't something that was coming easy easily to me until one night. I feel like uh, it was kind of like a God download. <laughs> I mm. was aw- awoke in the middle of the night three o'clock in the morning with just this idea. And it was to write a book about a skunk named Perfume. And
1: <laughs> love it.
0: that's all I had at that point. I started texting my sister, because we a lot of times if we're up middle of the night, we'll just you know Facebook message each other middle of the night. And I started saying, what do you think of this idea? She knew I was kind of working on some books. And before I was even done sending the message, I had written the entire book. It took less than 30 minutes from beginning to end. So I had to actually change the beginning of the message instead of saying, what do you think of this idea? I had to change the word idea to book.
1: Seriously? It was
0: completely done all in one setting. There was no no thinking about it. It was just given to me.
1: And So have you ever experienced anything like that before?
0: Not before, and I was not a writer previously. I was really into math and oh you're and my, all that. I'm oh a math, math girl, yeah. Oh. Eh, I've been doing mortgages too long, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, I really didn't like reading. I didn't grow up liking reading. I was kind of a slower reader, and so it was really just given to me. It wasn't something I wanted to do, but God really placed it on my heart to get these books out there, and wow. about three weeks after that, um, I had the feeling I was supposed to write a book about a lamb, and I went to take a bath and pray because that's kind of my the thing I do. Went to pray about it, and before I even got out of the bath, I wasn't even dry yet. I had the entire book, word for word, on that one, beginning to end, within 30 minutes. Again, so those are my two books that are coming out this year. The A Scum Perfume is already out, and A Lamb Named Lucky is coming out in August. Mm. Yeah, it was.
1: It so was you know, crazy. it took me over a year to get my book. <laughs> um, so I'm a little envious on two on two accounts. One that you you had this. Blessing, mm-hmm. um, and and two, obviously, since it was right there for you, it, it, it helped expedite publishing. What's mm-hmm. um, what's the story about this skunk named perfume? What's that about?
0: So, all my books in this series, it's called the Sunnyside series, um, they are all about looking on the bright side, being uh, seeing the blessings in life. So, this one is about a skunk and he's very self conscious of his smell, he's been teased about it, so it's got an anti bullying uh, focus as well. He's been teased about it and he's you know sitting in his room crying when he is actually visited by God and God tells him and shows him why he was made that way and how he's saved his friend's life and the, really mm. the blessing that comes from his smell that he thought was a weakness Wow! Yeah. and then a lamb named Lucky um, was actually written with the idea of Lori's house have you heard of that no so Lori's house is something that Lori Baker um, has put together, and it's a house for women who um, have been contemplating abortion. Mm. And they put together this house that has medical facilities, rooms, um, just really care for these women who decide to go forward and have their baby. And so it was written with that in mind, just thinking about the challenges that these women might be facing. And so it's about a lamb named Lucky that has always been Lucky, had no problems in her life, and then finds herself stuck one day. Mm. And through this struggle, she actually comes to find it's the biggest blessing of all. That she was unlucky that one day. So mm. That was the, the inspiration behind that one. And it really went so easily, the writing. And now I've already got the illustrator working on illustrations. And it's coming wow. out in a couple months.
1: So what do you have a website that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, what is that? Absolutely, It's
0: KimberlyGlynn.com. So that's my first and middle name, dot com.
1: And there they can read about you. Can they order the book there yet?
0: They or- can. Oh. Yep. There's an order now tab. They can order it there or on Amazon.com. Barnes & Noble has it as well. which. We're doing the signing this weekend Oh, that's for that. cool. So, wow.
1: Yeah. So you're just like, I, I'm lucky I'm just sitting here with somebody famous and <laughs> gets these awesome visions from God. And Thanks. Okay, so I have to ask because I'm curious. I don't know if anybody else is. But when when you say the book or the story came to you and you started, did you write it down?
0: I did. I have my phone with me at night. It's my alarm. And okay. so I actually type it into my phone.
1: So, wait, 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 wait. You typed an entire children's book on your phone? Yeah,
0: in about 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: Takes me that long to turn it on.
0: And it all rhymes. Like, the words just happened.
1: And so when you're typing, were you... I mean, was there ever a time where you just, like, stopped and thought about what you're supposed to? Or I mean, to me, it it just intrigues me because anybody that has... a discussion, an experience or vision or what have you with, with our creator. It just fascinates me.
0: You know, it wasn't like I saw a picture or I had the words written in front of me. It was as if I couldn't type fast enough to get the words out. Mm. And, um, and actually recently I was at a, a marriage retreat with my husband and woke up middle of the night and had the same kind of experience on the third book I'm working on. And I was about three quarters of the way through it just you know, typing it out, typing it out, typing it out. He turns to me and says, what are you doing? I was like, I'm writing. And I was really tired that morning. We had to get up really, really early. So I said, God, can we do this later? (laughs) And now I, I, it was really hard to get back and try to finish that one. So Uh I had the whole, I should have just sat there and let him finish it. But right now I'm almost done with that one. I'm tweaking the end of it because it didn't come to me all in one setting like the other
1: ones. See, normally, at least I think for many of us, you know, um, God knows the timeline for us, but I think he's, he's pretty slow on a lot of things. And with you, it was <laughs> like, here you go. And on the third one, you kind of put a, a pause on it mm-hmm. and then it caused yeah. you some delay. So I
0: won't do that again.
1: I won't be doing that. So why do you think, uh, you, you never a writer, you're, you're a tomboy, you're outside, you love math. Mm-hmm. Um, why, what do you think the purpose is for God to give you this gift or passion? Um, have you lent any thought to that?
0: Yeah, I've always been a, a strong believer and really trying to find what God has for me. I'm really good at mortgages, but I knew that that wasn't my passion. It mm. wasn't something that was going to necessarily bring me closer to God or help me to mm. meet other people who are closer to God. Um but these ones, when they came to me, it was really, you know, they're faith-based. And it was, I need to get these out there. I need to be talking about God more. I need to not be worried about if I'm reading a book that says God's name in it. Mm-hmm. Um, just really about not being afraid to speak of God. Mm. Yeah. So, and I don't know who I'm going to meet because of it. There's There are so many amazing people that have come into my life since. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been it's, a great journey.
1: Um, I'm not even sure how we got together. I know it was on Facebook, yeah. but I don't. I don't know who put charity. us together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so oh, there's there's a god thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I started reading your your information. I'm like, oh, I, I got to have her on the <laughs> show. Got to have her on the show. We'll return to the Passion Points Radio Show in just a moment. Passion Point supports Limitless, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide adaptive individuals with support, education, financial resources, and a global community social network. Learn about the Limitless Challenge, where the adaptive community will engage in a physical experience that will empower and enable them to go beyond their limits. Along with their teams, each will journey to the top of Table Rock on June 4th. To learn more, go to LimitlessLife.org. That's L-I-M-B-I-T-LessLife.org or call 495-5642. Now back to today's Passion Points Radio Show with your host, Ron Kern. You apparently aren't shy of having God provide some miracles
0: mm-hmm.
1: in in your life, uh, as if putting books into your into your mind and then through your phone, uh, what else has happened in your life that you would consider miraculous?
0: Definitely my son, Leo. um, All all babies are miracles in my mind, uh, but Leo was born with a couple different conditions. He inhaled meconium as soon as he was born and I had him at home. So we were 30 minutes away from the hospital. He had to be intubated and taken by ambulance. It was black and blue. Wasn't breathing, but somehow when the midwives were trying to take his oxygen saturation levels, it was reading 99 to 100%. They thought it was broken, so then they asked the EMTs if they could borrow their oximeter, and that one was also reading 99 to 100%, which was practically impossible. This baby was obviously not breathing. He he got a 2 out of 10 on the APGAR. And that was a generous two. He was practically dead. Um, then on the way to the hospital, almost 37 minutes with no oxygen, he still never dropped below 99% oxygen saturation. When he got there, the doctor said he was one of the worst they'd ever seen. I guess a baby with the same meconium maceration syndrome had died two months earlier that was born in the hospital. It didn't have a 30-minute transport. And they said he was one mm. of the worst they'd ever seen. And that he'd probably have brain damage if he lived. Then three hours after his birth, we were told they might have to lifelight him to Salt Lake because his heart and his liver were on the wrong side of the body. The only thing that would keep him from being uh, having issues was if every single organ in his body was on the wrong side. So I immediately started praying. My sister was in the room with me at that time, just immediately started praying. I remember looking at the doctor thinking, you got to stop talking because i got to start praying. Uh. And the... Most amazing words I've ever heard that next day were, he has situs inversus totalis, which means he's 100% backwards, completely wound backwards, top to bottom, including intestines. He's a mirror image of normal. He not only has no brain damage, he has no leftover conditions from his uh, lung disease, from the Makani Maspiration, and he has no long-term effects from his situs inversus totalis. Mm -hmm. He's completely... Perfectly, That's perfectly backwards.
1: Yeah. Perfectly backwards. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. So, his his heart is on the right side, mm-hmm. and
0: liver on the left is everything's connected perfectly, but backwards. Wow. Yeah. It's,
1: now is, does it says, does go ahead.
0: It's very rare. Um, my husband yeah, I was gonna and I ask both how many, have genetic it's a recessive gene that my husband and I both happen to have so we both gave recessive genes so between the two of us we would have one in four of our kids would have this so we got one perfectly healthy normal and one perfectly healthy abnormal
1: Wow. Yeah. well and and I'm looking at a picture on the wall and mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't look abnormal <laughs> I guess on the inside maybe things are he's uh, the funniest kid he's very unique yeah. right? he is
0: very unique yeah mm-hmm. my oldest son Liam is is uh very wordy he's the one i was writing the books for in the first place because he likes stories 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 he can just go and go and go and then leo is my little goofball he's been walking since he was nine months old and potty trained since 17 months he just was a go-getter from the start
1: and and he wasn't supposed to live Mm -mm. so as a as a parent i can't i can't even imagine uh now when, when my kids are way old um but as a mother specifically, I would assume it's got to be a pretty difficult time in your life to watch your little one be hurried off. And all, I mean, do, was, do you try to forget that, or should I it not was, bring that No,
0: it was actually one of the best days of my life because it, I knew God had it. I looked. I remember looking at his face, and he had his eyes were huge. I remember him looking at me, and he was gasping for air, trying to at least. And I remember saying, Jesus, please hold him. Please hold him. I could tell he was scared. And at the same time, my sister was out in the front um, trying to wave down the ambulance because it was 2 in the morning, and she wanted to make sure they didn't miss our house. And she was yelling, hands up in the air yelling, Jesus, breathe for him. Breathe for him. Breathe for him. And at the same time, my mom was in the other room and my dad was in the other room. Um, I guess my mom had been spoken to when I had my first ultrasound and we didn't know there was any issue. Um, but she had been spoken to by God and he said, get your praying boots on or something along those lines and it's going to be really difficult. So she thought he was going to be born without eyes or with something physically wrong uh, externally. And so she'd been praying. She never told me that, um, until right after he was born, she was in the other room praying very adamantly saying, God, you told me, you told me to pray. I've been doing that. I've been praying about it. You fix this. And so I think we all just had our own God moments going on to where it was such a Uh faith-filled moment that I really remember the midwife asking me if I was okay three days later, and he's still in the hospital. He was on oxygen for eight weeks, but he was in in the hospital um, for 16 days just trying to get his lungs to, to recover. Um, but the midwife was saying, "Are you okay?" And I, I was like, "I'm great. God has worked so many miracles in the last three days that I know it's going to be fine." And it was really mm. weird how great it felt. How yeah, cause I wasn't
1: scared at all. That's not a yeah. that's not a a reaction or feeling that I I would think most most would have. Yeah. So for for somebody out there that might just be uh, uh, considering. Um, knowing the Lord uh, or maybe they're early uh, in their walk and they might hear your story and say well yeah you were optimistic and you were um, it's because you were in shock and um, maybe discount that because obviously you have such a um, uh, you, you know God sees you as a vessel for apparently many things. What do you say to those that might not believe that somebody higher up had a hand in all that you're doing.
0: Well, I've had to deal with that personally. Um, A lot of people give credit to the doctors, which I do as well. I think that the doctors were given their skills and their ability by God. Um, But I do think that there, there are sometimes things that doctors can't do that God had to step in and do those 37 minutes in the ambulance and no brain damage. It's just, that's just a miracle. But a lot of people can't see that. And I think that that's fine. I think that every every time they hear a story, it will plant a seed in their heart mm-hmm. that may someday grow. And I believe that God has a time for everyone to experience his love and his goodness. divine power <laughs> and goodness. And so it doesn't bother me when people don't know right now. It just means they haven't had their moment.
1: Wow. And, and he's doing just fine right now. He's fantastic.
0: Wow. Absolutely, He has a little bit of um, asthma-like cough every once in a while, but that's just leftover scarring in his lungs. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said if he still has it when he's five, they'll test him for asthma, but that's wow. the worst of it, which is just amazing.
1: Does, was there any reason or logical or medical explanation to why everything was reading 99% oxygen when you know he wasn't?
0: Three different oxometers. I think he was. I honestly think God was putting oxygen into his blood because he couldn't get it through his lungs. I, mm-hmm. I literally believe that he was breathing
1: for him. Well, my, my mom, who passed away three years ago from a lung condition, um, I mean, you know when, when somebody's not breathing and, and you definitely know when someone's oxygen is low Oh, he was and, black and
0: blue for days, and uh, that's had just, no. I mean, his his face was bruised from lack of oxygen, but yet he has no brain damage.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was just a yeah. lucky thing, right? Well, and
0: we couldn't even take him out of the hospital until his oxygen levels got back up to 94. No, I think it was 94, um, because for so long he was in the 80s. Mm. Well, he didn't get down to that point until he was at the hospital and he was in the doctor's care, where. I think it was like God just did what he had to do to make sure he made it to the hospital Mm -hmm. and then he did release it into the doctor's hands and they were able to to help him get through that
1: how did uh, how did your husband deal with the situation
0: it was tough it was a really tough time Um, he he was not as faithful at the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He didn't know if it was um, God that did this or whatnot. So I don't know, he might've just been in a different place than me, but it's it's been a really unique few years to see our different mm-hmm. perspectives on it.
1: And, and and your book writing, at least when you very, very first started, was writing about, about your boys, mm-hmm. and little did you know that you're, you know, Got books being yeah <laughs> delivered I no faster than <laughs> I no than idea. email, right? Yeah. What? Uh, where do you see yourself, or what? If you could wave a magic wand and be doing anything, but still had to work mm-hmm. in some capacity, um, what what do you envision your passion being down the road?
0: I would love to be a full time Christian children's book author and be able to travel and talk to people constantly about God mm. and be on radio stations and tv shows and really sharing my story because i think that god's given it to me for a reason so i'm going to go out there and try to pursue Mm. it right now you know of course bills have to be paid and sure books don't always don't always make that happen but if that's something that i could make
1: a living off of i definitely would do that wow so everybody can check out her website it'll be on uh on my website is links as well. I highly recommend if you have little ones to buy everything she has to offer. If you don't have little ones, buy everything that she has to offer and give them to somebody, you know, who has little ones. And you know, if you don't know anyone that has little ones, then I want you to buy 10 of each and go deliver them to the Ronald McDonald house or, uh, a charity of your, uh, Choosing so that these stories that were God delivered to Kimberly can be shared. So, I um I just think uh you know you are um I think you're a conduit to be a messenger, right? And um I mean that that's just so powerful when something like that happens. You know I've always wanted to have. Um, I don't necessarily want you know. Jesus to show up because I'd probably, you know, stroke out or something and, and fall over. But, um, you know, in my in my walk, I, you know, I I asked God to give me three signs uh, that I should quit my full time job and, and start my own company. And it was boom, boom, boom. And I was nuts. Right. On paper, I was nuts mm-hmm. because you don't do that Right. when you buy your first house and you have two little kids and mm-hmm. I go and quit my job. Um, but you know, but you know, I did the
0: same thing last October. I went to my boss of 11 years and said, I feel God's calling me to do something else. I can't do the job that I have in front of me right now. And my husband wasn't working at the time. We were dealing with some, some major personal and financial problems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And I prayed about it for several weeks, talked it over with my family. And one day walked into my boss's office and said, I'm done. I
1: don't know what's next. Wow. So you have very strong faith.
0: This year I've had to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would think so. We're probably going to have to do a part two because I, I, I have a lot of other questions that I want to ask, and I'm sure that the people out there listening want to ask you, and, and here we are already to the end. I don't even understand how that's possible.
0: Oh, uh, what about, do we talk about the Yes, we want
1: okay. to, now, since today's Saturday, um, where can people go meet you today and get your book and have you sign it and get an autograph, so when you're like, you know, super rich and famous, they'll say, I knew Kim Wynn. Oh, yes. Um, where where so, are Kim you going to be at?
0: Barnes and Noble until three o'clock, um, and then after that, we're heading over to Mickey Ray's off of Milwaukee from 3.30 to 5.30, so... Uh, people can come into Barnes and Noble. Proceeds will be going to Book It Forward, which is one of mm-hmm. the programs that I like to, to volunteer for. And uh, if people have already bought books on my website or through Amazon and they want to get them signed, bring them on down, either Barnes and Noble or um, Mickey Wrights afterwards.
1: Wow, now well, you're I appreciate your uh, being open and honest and sharing such um, godly wisdom that he's that he's. Uh, blessed you with. I, I look at all those, even though some very um, hard, uh, human wise, is that a word? Human wise? It is now. now. <laughs> it is now. Um, that, that they're actually blessings. And uh, so you guys get out to Barnes and Noble and you, what's the other place? Mickey Ray's. Mickey Ray's today and and get out there and meet this unbelievable young woman who will knock your socks off and buy some books and um, and and check out her website, KimberlyGlynGlyn.com. She has a lot more information. She's just an amazing, amazing person. Thank you so much for allowing us to dip a little bit into your awesome awesomeness. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We want to have you guys follow us on social network and all of those fun things. So again, visit mypassionandaction.com or passionpointsradioshow.com. And if you need to, and I know you want to, you can download this episode and any others right off of iTunes. So there's absolutely no excuse for you not to listen. As always, this show is listener-sponsored, so if you want to support us, please reach out to us. And always remember that you are valued, you're important, and you matter. I want to make sure that you guys remember that for the upcoming week. Live with passion, be compassionate, and always be a blessing to others. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and until next time, this is Ron and Kimberly saying goodbye.
0: been listening to the passion points radio show with ronald kern for more information download and share this broadcast or to contact us please visit passionpointsradioshow.com or Ronaldakern.com.